Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? Hope all's well wherever you are. I'm back in Los Angeles for episode number 83 of the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. A glorious weekend was had once again in Canton, albeit steamy. Oh, it was so hot, almost inhumanly so. Or at least maybe I've, or maybe I've just gone soft living here in the more temperate so- Southern California for Do too long. Do I get long. a vote in this? Well, yeah, let's well, let's uh, let's talk to the main man uh, to my right right now. It's uh, from NFL.com and NFL Network. Adam Rank, what's the poop, fella? Pleasure hey. to see you again. Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Thanks uh, thanks for being here. Welcome back. I missed you. Yes, and I, and we missed you over there. <laughs> you didn't yes, care. we did. We, we we missed you. In, uh, That's nice of you to say. It's a funny thing, and I believe me. I first of all, my my head is swimming right now with so many things to talk about, uh, and we'll do at least uh, two podcasts for you this week coming up. But uh, to try and cover all that there is to talk about from Jets and Browns mm-hmm. and with uh, Brandon Whedon now the starter there and the Tebow and the Our other guy to Gingers. <laughs> yeah, the, the I'm I'm calling it now. I'm calling it Tebow and the other guy. I, that, that's it. Because no one. Let, let's be honest. Nobody really cares. Could be anybody. Unless right. unless it was Peyton Manning. Would anyone care who the other guy is? <laughs> they act like it's an, like it's a, it's about these two guys. It's really about Tebow <laughs> no. and and somebody else is is all that really makes a difference. But you know, listen. I had a glorious time. Yes, mm. it would have been better had you been there, rank. But I got the kibitz with the likes of. Mean Joe Green. Oh, awesome. I glad-handed with these people, right? Oh, Can you imagine? And I don't care. Call me a nerd. Call me call me a child. I don't care. Guilty it's as charged. So awesome, I though. will never. That will always be fun to me. I got to. If you meet one of your heroes, it's pretty cool. Like, if you get that any time in your life. But you're going to be, you're pretty much, and to describe it, you're in a hotel down there in downtown Canton. And all of them are walking around. All of your heroes. So oh, it is let a pretty me, cool Let thing. me correct you, Rank. 
I'll do you one better here. I don't want to. I don't want to be a creep, but uh, I I was not just in a hotel with these guys. Uh-huh. I went to the ceremony on Saturday night in Canton, on the at the stadium at Fawcett uh, Stadium where they then played the game on Sunday night. Uh-huh. Also a cool experience because I'm walking around down on the field. And yapping with uh, with with this guy and that down on the field and Darren Sproles and so on and oh. matter of fact I caught up with Dermani Dawson in his gold jacket gave mm-hmm. him a terrible towel to mop his uh, his brow because it was dewy it was hot it was really hot down eBay there eBay that I tried all weekend long one recurring theme was I wanted these guys one of them to let me borrow the gold jacket figured it was hot enough. Yeah, you fit. Well, they, a lot of them weren't even wearing it because it was so hot. So I was saying, hey, listen, if you're not using it, how about you give it to Damashek here? And they were like, oh, no, you got to earn it. And my point to them consistently was, you know, who know? I, you know, I maybe would have made the Pro Football Hall of Fame and gotten my own gold jacket, but Mo Damashek, my mother, didn't let me play football, so we'll never know. May as well give me the gold jacket and let me see how it goes. And, you know, listen, the doors swing open in Ohio for you when you're oh, yeah. wearing the gold jacket around. Give me a taste, you know? Mm-hmm. But they all rejected it. They, they, didn't want, they didn't want to let me do it. So, anyway, Mean Joe Green, Broadway Joe. Oh. I yapped with Broadway you Joe. You did. How cool. That, I That's think, awesome. I, mean Joe, as a guy who grew up in Pittsburgh, that was pretty – that's about as good as it uh, can possibly get. But then Broadway Joe ain't bad either. And, of mm-hmm. course, I mentioned to him that uh, my mother – Grew up in uh, in uh, in Beaver County, Beaver Falls. Something that uh, some of my pals have laughed about. Of course, in the past. they're twelve from, years old. Yes, yeah, yeah. so and my mother's uh, from. Yeah, some of them happen to be uh, late night network TV hosts, <laughs> mocking me because my mother's from from Beaver County. But anyway, <laughs> um, and you know Bobby Bell and John Randall and uh, so on and so forth. Those fabs. I saw our pal Marcus Allen awesome. there again. Um, so, yeah, great time. Michael Irvin, always a delight, by the mm-hmm. way. You know, people ask us a, a common question. What are those guys like at the NFL Network? Let me confirm here and now. Michael Irvin, delightful. Yes. Rich Eisen, always a pleasure. Of course. Steve Mariucci. Could there be? I mean, forget about the oh. football time. Just as a, as a guy, what a, what, a, what a nice, nice fella. As a human being, yeah, not, not many nicer than that guy. No. And in fact, if I may, uh, you know, uh, this is immodest, but he came up to me and he said, uh, I love the NFL. He loves the, oh, the he animated does. Cool, yeah. yeah so, so that's cool. So now that means Who we doesn't to, like that? Now we have to work him in. That's the, that's the bottom line. We've mm. got to work him in. So anyway, listen. Look online. Uh, I'll be on the lookout on uh, Friday, I believe, on NFL Network. And I think um, definitely at NFL.com on Friday. Be on the lookout for the latest uh, NFL Fans Ultimate Road Trip presented by Cars.com. I was out there. That was my journey. Usually I find a fan to mm-hmm. join me for one of these. Right. I decided, hey, we don't need a fan because Damashek's a fan. Oh. And so I was the fan this time on the, on the, the latest installment of the journey across the football landscape. And so it was great. You couldn't bring me? I couldn't have been that fan? No, Adam. I <laughs> so, I, so, again, there's a lot to talk about. One thing that stood out to me is as I was driving around – I, I flew into Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and then drove to uh, drove to Canton. Does and that then, thing uh, now? Last year when we flew into Pittsburgh, they had the it was the uh, Franco Harris immaculate. It's always there, always there. Okay. Yeah, the same sense of priorities that I <laughs> that I admire so much. <laughs> That's it, right, not like you, a seasonal thing. No, when you fly into the Pittsburgh airport, you get off the plane and uh, and, and as you exit, there's there is a a life size model a statue thing of uh, of George Washington mm-hmm. the father of our nation and then right next to that Franco Harris <laughs> 
the man who began the uh, the Steelers run with the immaculate reception <laughs> side by side. It's perfect. I love it. So yeah, that was it. And to uh, you know, as far as that goes, it's funny. On one side of the Ohio Pennsylvania border, mm-hmm. as I get off the, I get in the car and everything, and and there everybody's talking about, of course, with the Pittsburgh Pirates in contention for uh, for a playoff spot. People are buzzing about that, but of course, people are talking about also all these, you know. Uh, big-name Steelers who went off and made some extra money at the tail end of their career. Joey Porter, um, Marvell Smith. I'm trying to think. that. Oh, Aaron Carnell Smith was Lake. there. No, no. just the, the And Willie Parker were four guys who just were in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, reti- oh. at the uh, Steelers training camp, retiring as Steelers. It's important to them. They all went off and made some extra money, like I say, Arizona, Miami, wherever else. But they all returned because it's important to them. And, this, and you know, the tradition and Mean Joe Green was going on and on about the, the Steeler Nation, this and that. And then, and then as you cross the border, and this is all going on as you listen to sports radio, as you cross the border, now you get into Ohio sports radio, and they're buzzing about, uh, about Haslam, the new owner of the, uh, of, of the Cleveland Browns. And they're all wringing their hands. They're all, what what to do? We should get rid of Mike Holmgren. Should they get rid of Mike Holmgren? And to me, I understand that you would be, that you might have some issues with that because you're sick of losing already. But doesn't it strike you? Brandon Whedon, now the starter of the team, they have good pieces there. The thing, the, the biggest thing they have going against them is that they happen to be in a rough division because they're surrounded by it. So you, yeah. so, you, so you would have a weird... Uh, lack of self-esteem if you're a Browns fan because to the east of you, you got the Steelers. To the west of you, to the southwest of you, or I'm trying to, I don't know my my Ohio uh, geography, geography very well, but somewhere nearby is Cincinnati, down south, southwestern uh, um, Ohio. So you have the Bengals now, and then even nearby you have the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. You, you must be... Must be disgusted at this. And your point. your former team that used to be the Browns, yeah, right. The Ravens yeah, yeah. Didn't think have been that. dominant for like over a decade. Yeah, with one Super Bowl win. It's so bad, but I don't think Browns fans, as I write about in the latest uh, checklist, which you can track down at davedamashek.nfl.com. It's my new feature rank. It's my musings. It. It's my my ADD style ramblings about this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned, though, I mean, look, they got Brandon Whedon, Trent Richardson. Um, I think Greg Little's going to be good. Jabal yeah. Shard had a great had a had a great rookie season. The defense is coming along. Yeah, Phil Taylor in the middle there. I think there's a lot to be excited about it, there. Yeah. Joe Thomas is arguably the best left tackle or ranks among them. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I, I think everybody in Cleveland should settle down. Is my point. Jimmy has. Yeah, don't do anything. And more important than anything else, Jimmy Haslam and whoever else makes this call as the uniform monitor. Let me make it very clear. You are forbidden from changing those uniforms. It's crazy. The, the, this talk, they might change the uniform. They might change it? The Cleveland Browns. You can't change the Browns. The only thing you can do is go back to putting the numbers on the side of the hat. Always the only, a nifty look. The only change. Unless, unless they want to bring back the elf as part of the logo. Um, yeah, well, I, they could put that on the sleeve, but it doesn't yeah. go on the hat. No, no, no. Can't no, put no, that no, no, elfin no. figure on there. No, no, no. Not a little helmet. troll no, no, no. man that you see. Yeah. I mean, this is a logo they show around. You see it a little I bit like more. I like it. Yeah, I like that thing very much. Another cool thing that happened in Canton, I'm walking on Saturday through the Hall of Fame, and it's it really is cool. By the way, I got a tour of the bowels mm-hmm. of the Hall of Fame, all the stuff that they can't fit into the displays. And it wasn't as big as at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, 
when they when they push the arc into that massive uh, w- you know warehouse. Uh-huh. But it was kind of like that. You're just pulling back the the shelves and all, old football helmets. I mean, the, you know, you imagine me with the, just the way I would swoon over all mm-hmm. that stuff. Saw Billy White shoes, Johnson shoes, and Mel Blunt Super Bowl jersey, and so on and so forth. One cool thing was that they had a helmet of Larry Zonka mm-hmm. from the perfect season that he took with him when he left the NFL, when he left the Dolphins to go and play in the World Football League. Right. And he loved that helmet, so he just had the decals taped over the old Dolphins helmet <laughs> with this bra- this ugly brown Stra- it was a, it was so it was a funny little story. I said you got to find a room for some, some space to. for that for people to look at. That kind of stuff was neat. So anyway, so I'm walking through there and uh, I recognize a face, and I said, oh, it's, it's Mike Tannenbaum, the GM of the Jets, walking through the bust room. You know, all the, all the guys with all their busts in there. I, and, you know, he was there for Curtis Martin. I put two and two together. How cool? You got to say, that's pretty cool that he, that he not only shows up there, but then he's, he's a fan ultimately. Like, yeah, I want to go see the busts, of course. I like football. That's very cool, yes. I love that. So we yapped a little bit about Tebow and the other guy. Cooler than Curtis Martin saying he's not a football fan. Well, I got to say, let's talk about that Curtis Martin speech, because in my book, everybody swooned last year over Shannon Sharp's speech and, uh, and, and you know, um, who else is? Oh, and uh, Dion's speech were, mm-hmm. uh, were, were highly regarded. To me, Curtis Martin's speech is the best ever. I've never heard such candor. Mm-hmm. I know the thing about he didn't like football was, was, a, little, uh, was a little odd, <laughs> I guess. By, by the way, I didn't get to talk to Curtis Martin. He was very busy. The whole weekend, I was trying to track him down, but he really was—he was the guy who, it seemed, for whatever reason, uh, was was the guy most people wanted to yap with. Of course, I w- I just wanted to talk to him so I could tell him he's a handsome devil. He might be the most handsome fella in the entire Hall of Fame. What? Yeah, he's a very handsome man. He's really a striking fella. I'll give you this: most retired NFL players look like retired NFL players. Curtis Martin does not. Oh yeah, he is a fit guy. Yeah, he's very fit fella. For he, oldest- he ranks up there with Marcus Allen. Yeah, that's a list for another time. The handsomest Hall of Famer. We got to figure for that Jack one out. Jack Youngblood's age. He's he's oh, a stop. striking figure. Cut the crap with your Rams. Don't nonsense. stop. Don't don't be that way. Well, I oh just, yeah, you're calling me out for being a homer. I'm not being a homer. I, the facts are the facts. I can't help it that that four of the six guys that were inducted into the 2012 class were that's not, have Pittsburgh that's, ties. That's not what I'm talking about, but you're acting like... I just met so, Mean Joe Green. That's, so, that's being a homer. That's, I, talked to him about the, I talked to him about football. It was great. So indignant. So Go on right. with your story. I talked with them. I know. I just thought that's the end of my story. I thought that was great. But here's yeah. my point, my takeaway, which I write about on the latest checklist, is the thing with Tebow and the other guy is everybody's so consumed by this it, it seems to ignore the, the, the real problem on these uh, New York Jets. Who's catching passes this year? Santonio San is great, but if anything happens to him, you know, anything untowards, if he gets himself in any trouble, or if he gets hurt in any way, well, I mean, they have Jer- I mean, even if he doesn't, I think he's one of the five best AFC wide receivers. But besides him, what do they have? Jeremy Curley? Are people, are, are people hanging their hat on a rookie, Stephen Hill? I mean, are they expecting a guy who, who was in a, a, a triple option offense in college? He's all potential. He's, he's six yeah. foot four and a burner and everything else. But but my goodness, that's a lot. And then you have uh, Chaz Shillings. 
eek. Dustin Keller, who plays well for the first three weeks every season and then vanishes. Antonio Cromartie wasn't joking when he said he was the second best receiver on that team. That ain't jive. No, he's completely legitimate. Well, listen, speaking of speedy guys um, you know, who played uh, defensive back there or play or played defensive back in the NFL and talking about speed in general, the thing that was uh, was just remarkable as far as I'm concerned was watching Usain Bolt run this weekend. And the, it's not just the victory. It's the distance between himself and the other guys out there running the 100 meters against him. And, you know, like I like I like I say. It'd be one thing if it was if it was Rank and Damashek lined up next to to him. Yeah, of course Bolt would blow us away. He's running against the the, the six other fastest human beings on the face of the earth, mm-hmm. the fastest people bar none, and he smokes them. It's an awesome deed, you know. People always say Wayne Gretzky was oh, so much better than everybody else he played with. False, but that's what people always say. I don't know that there's anybody who who is that dominant in their sport or that I can recall anybody being that much better at their sport than anybody else. Michael Phelps? Yeah, I guess for that year, he that one year he was, and now he's kind of regressed. But that, that's apples and oranges because there's so many um, – it's, it's kind of like we talked about with the basketball stuff. You know, we uh, the, they only get one medal for, for winning um, and the versus – the fact, you know, Michael Phelps can be in a number of different events and win mm-hmm. multiple medals. So it's hard to compare. I think it's, I, I do think it's a little weird to call Michael Phelps the greatest Olympian of all time just because he has more medals. Because of course, the nature of his sport allows for it. Well, he's been, well, he's been doing. They're different events. Very. I mean, I know it's still swimming, but Bolt. I mean, does he do the four hundred? Can he do the relay things? I mean, there's a lot of different things he could do. Carl Lewis, you know, did a number of different. Uh, he did the 100. I think he did the 400. He did so. the long jump. Well, but it is standout, at least in, in terms of track and field, that uh, Bolt runs the 100 and the 200. Remember mm-hmm. Michael Johnson, and I don't remember the guy who he ran it against, but remember all that? What was that guy's name? He was Canadian, right? Ben Johnson? Nah. Or, or no, after Ben Johnson. It no, he was, wasn't uh, Canadian, I don't think. Well, whoever that guy was. Remember when they had the mm-hmm. back and forth? Like the one guy was good at the two. Michael Johnson was, was good at Donovan the... Donovan Bailey? I'm just that sounds old. right. Yeah, yeah that, that sounds, sounds right. right. Black tie behind the glass. All right, listen. Speaking of black tie behind the glass and track and field and speed and NFL and Usain Bolt, could he play in the in the uh, in pro football? All this and that. We're going to be talking with uh, Daryl Green, Hall of Famer from the Washington Redskins. To, now, this is an expert. I'm no speed merchant. As they, where'd that come from, speed <laughs> merchant? Who's out there selling it? I don't know, but I like that. But anyway, Watto's got a whole supply. Let's get to him right now and uh, get his thoughts on all of it, plus the Washington Redskins. All right, Rank. You know, listen. Everybody's buzzing about uh, Usain Bolt's deeds, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, with with uh, good reason. He's he's an it's an awesome spectacle, I think. So, who better to talk to than maybe the man who is the all time fastest guy to ever put on an NFL football uniform from the Washington Redskins Hall of Famer Daryl Green? How are you, sir? Well, I'm great. I'm great. It's great to visit with you today, and the group, and and all who's listening. How, Daryl, uh, let me ask you this, first of all. Were you, I, I didn't see you in Canton. Were you out there? No, I wasn't out there this year. Uh, actually, uh, we had some family events going on this year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, ADO uh, Nana's birthday, and so we had to do what was important here. Yeah, well, I, I can't argue with that. That makes sense. But in the future, if you're not going to make it, I think it would be cool 
if you wouldn't mind, maybe you could uh, send me the gold jacket so I could wear it around camp for the weekend. Because I, I, it really, it clearly. That would, that would be great. Yeah, it, it opens doors for you around camp. I think we can work that out. We All right, can cool. Work that out without a problem. Thank you. Thank you. Work that out. So yeah, that'll be good. That way you can uh, you can represent. Well, listen, uh, there's gold jackets and then there's gold medals, and Usain Bolt uh, keeps getting those things over there in the Olympics. What do you think about um, about Bolt? I mean, he's not Ron Brown and or, or um, you know, Willie Gold. He's big. I mean, he's six foot five. What do you think about if he tried to make it in the NFL? What uh, what chance would he have? Well, I don't think that just because you can run fast, you can make it in the NFL. I mean, I don't, I don't know him from a from an athletic standpoint, but I know we know him all from a speed standpoint. And those are a little bit different, you know, in terms of what you're asked to do as a as an NFL player. Depending on what position he's playing, he's got to have other other qualities that, you know, we've seen many guys in the past that tried to transition to football. Matter of fact. Um, Who's the guy that? Who's the guy for America that got, got third place there? Uh, got the bronze. Um, uh, Justin Gatton. Yes. He contacted me back when he got had had to, had to sit out of the of the business for a while. It's not easy to do. It's not just because I can run fast. I can play football. Uh, so you know, we don't know what he can do as it relates to that. If he was going to be on defense or offense. But I will say this. Sure can pick him up and put him down when it gets down to going straight. Hmm. What do you think his forty time would be? Because of course, you know, if he went to the combine, everybody would be raving about this. Do you think he could match what you did, or even faster? I'm not really sure. You know, I think that his forty would be pretty, pretty solid, man. I think <laughs> he would be a solid, super forty yard dash. Have know? you ever run? Have you ever run the hundred meters? And what was your time? You know, I ran the 100 meters. I actually did pretty well in the 100 meters for my time and my day. I was at a small Division two school, and we literally didn't have a coach. I actually coached the sprinters myself. Hmm. And I'm officially, uh, you know, recorded uh, on record as a 10.08, but actually I ran a little bit faster than that, maybe uh, 9.98, 9.97. I ran that a couple times, and, you know, they would say, well, hey, it was unofficial, uh, wind dated or whatever, but... You know, I ran pretty good. I did pretty good in the hundreds. But I, unfortunately, uh, fortunately, either way, <clears throat> when you go to a small school like I did, and humbly I say you saw the big fish in the little pond, then you're anchoring the, the sprint relay, you're anchoring the mile relay, you're running the hundreds, you're running the two hundreds. Sometimes you're running the open quarter. So you run. They really work you like a horse. If you are talent like that in a small school, you actually get just work to death. And, you know, and so I don't know if I really was able to reach my full potential, A, without having a coach, and uh, and B, being, you know, having to get work so hard at that school. The other thing is going to the NCAAs. I went to those twice, to the Nationals. I went to the NAIA Nationals. I won those twice. I went to the Division Two Nationals. I won those twice. And I went to Division Three Nationals as well, and that's a lot of running for three weeks in a row. But interestingly enough, I saw Carl Lewis. Uh, he ran in the Nationals. Uh, we were at the Nationals, and and I was I was watching the television in my hotel, and you know I'm watching him and his coach. You know, diagnose his race, and you know they were it was on television, but they were 
you know, they had all this technology and diagnosing this race, and I was there with the sports information director, and he was he couldn't tell me one thing about track. Hmm. All he did was traveled with me. He was a good friend of mine uh, uh, from Texas A&I. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, it just depends on what you have, what access you have. But I had a good career, and I, I was able to uh, – I, I made the Olympics. I would have made the Olympics hands down if you just look at the numbers and so forth. But also I beat, you know, the three Olympians that were NFL guys and two of those who had gold medals around their necks. Uh, which I could beat them when I was in college, and I beat them when they were in the pros, even though they won the Olympics. So, I mean, I would have made the Olympic team. I mean, all teams being equal, I was in the top two, three fastest men in the world when I came out. So it would have been fun to see, but you know what? I wouldn't want to change one thing in my life. Yeah, I guess not. It worked out okay for you with that other sport that you decided to play for a long time in uh, in the D.C. area, if uh, if uh, memory serves. What about the 20 2012 Washington Redskins? How do you think they're shaping up in what figures to be uh, another brutal year in the NFC East? It's going to be interesting because, you know, you, you, you're starting, you know, you've got some young guys. You thought Hightower was going to be your guy. Turned out. Uh, you know, you end up with two rookies at the running back. Your big time offensive tackle that you drafted for the future, he ends up missing games because of the lack of discipline. Hopefully he's back. The offensive line had a lot of struggles. We had another young guy playing that right guard, right tackle. I think he's going to be excellent if he continues to work. Um, I think the offensive, the, the offensive receivers are a new group trying to gel together, and then obviously, you know, the biggest elephant in the room is what will RG3 do, and, uh, you know, that all remains to be seen. Uh, if he can, you know, handle what he's got to do, I think the defense has always been pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm calling for the defensive backs, the corners, to play a lot better this year. I believe they will. I got the chance to train Josh, Josh Wilson, Wilson this year, but... You know, it could be it could be neat. This could be a neat gift for them. Uh, you know, or it could be uh, just more of the same. I really don't think that we have anything to, to go on to really say what it's going to be, with the exception of saying we have it's going to be exciting because of RG 3s you know, ability to move his feet. But you know, any quarterback can move his feet. Uh, he's going to have to be able to throw his throw with his arm too, and I think he can do that too. But we have to remain to be seen. RJ3, of course, made headlines in the Combine with his blazing fast 40-yard dash. You're still a pretty fast guy yourself, going a uh, 4 4 3, 40 on your 50th birthday. Do you think you could beat RG3 in a race right now? Unequivocally, absolutely not. No, I, I disagree. I don't, I, don't even, I don't even remember his time at the Combine. But I'm more, I'm more of the middle to high 4-4s. Four and I would imagine he's got to run faster than that. Well, let's you know what? Let's settle it. Let's not talk about it. Let's bring back. You remember? <laughs> well, I, I know you remember back in the '80s. That was a great TV event that they would do every year. Was the NFL's fastest man, and you would always win it. It seems like to me. I can't remember anybody beating you in that. Why don't we bring that back? Yeah. Do you remember the show Superstars on ABC when they would have I was, that? I was in the Superstars. He was. Is that right? He was in Superstars. And I was in the Super Team. Superstars was uh, done over in Key Biscayne, Florida, and Super Teams were done in Hawaii. I've done that a few times. Let's bring that back. Uh, That's a great show. 
Yeah, yeah, I think that the NFL fastest man, when it, once I stopped going to it, I think it just kind of died. I don't, you know, I'm not saying it was because of me, but it really wasn't exciting anymore. Uh, I wanted every time I went. <laughs> uh, but the superstars, I thought, was a lot of fun. I couldn't win the superstars because I couldn't swim and I couldn't shoot basketball and I couldn't do a lot of the things that, you know, the other things that you had to do to win. Um, you know, I won the bicycle race. I won the 100 meters and the quarter and all that stuff. I could win that, the running, but I, would, I didn't have enough to win it all. So, but it was a lot of fun. You know, it'd be great if they could come back with some of that. Yeah, they got it. Enjoy these prima donnas playing pro sports these days. Got to, got to get back into that thing because that was that was one of the best reality shows in the history of TV. Yeah, sure was. You got a good memory. Yeah, well, man, I grew up watching it. I loved it. I loved watching Tony Dorsett and Lynn Swan on the obstacle course to settle Lynn things. Every Swan, Tony, absolutely. Yep, oh, yep. that was that was good stuff. Is Tony Dorsett still mad at you from catching that you caught him from behind? Because he he still likes to talk about like, oh, he had an angle. I don't think he had an angle. I think he just flat out caught him. Yeah. Well, you know, first of all, Tony's a good friend of mine, and I never make any light of that because I have great respect for him. He's a Hall of Famer. And, you know, uh, I could have called Tony and called anybody else. That, you know, just the truth. I was the fastest guy. I, I think I'm probably the fastest player in the history of the league. Anybody could even question it would be uh, a man who's deceased, and that would be Bob Hayes, uh, who, whom I always admired and never got to, got to meet or run against. But I think in history shows myself and Bob Hayes would be, you know, uh, you know non- undebatable, the two fastest players that they ever lace it up in the National Football League. <clears throat> but, you know, in terms of running anybody down, I mean, I could have ran any, any player down, period, in any generation. But I just don't uh, – uh, I just don't know if the guys train and prepare the way we used to train and prepare. Uh, but I don't, I don't, you know, use that to, you know, to any of my guys who are, who I ran down, whether it's Herschel, um, Martin, who just got in the Hall of Fame, I ran him down. Eric Dickerson. Uh, I, was gonna say, I, remember I, remember him, I remember him catching Eric Dickerson. Dickerson. Eric Dickerson and I have great friends. Dawson and I are great friends. So that's not... I wouldn't. I wouldn't do any. You know, try to belittle those guys and say, "Hey, I ran you down. I mean, come on, that's for kids." So. <laughs> Matt, well, I call- ran them down, but think of all the time <laughs> they did get did, didn't get run down. Call me a kid then, because I loved watching that stuff. And <laughs> I remember you in uh, Soldier Field uh, with the with one arm jumping over all those bears in the playoff game on that punt return and everything else. Who do you think would be yeah. in the NFL right now from uh, from what you've seen? What's the one guy, if they did do the fastest man race right now, who do you think would win that? CJ2K, Jacoby Ford, Devin Hester, Patrick Peterson? Well, the kid, the running back at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But interestingly enough, they said he was the fastest guy about three years ago. He ran four three four four two. No, he ran four four two four, which is what I ran when I was forty. And I was kind of laughing about that. But they said he was the fastest guy in the league uh, when he was running four 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 two four. And uh, I don't know if he's injured. He had you know he, he held out last year, whatever that year was, and it's kind of he hadn't gotten much much, much love lately. But mm-hmm. I like him. You know, I'll tell you another kid I like, a kid named Jerry Green down in Carolina. How's he doing, your boy, uh, trying to get on those Panthers? How's he looking so far? Yeah, he's looking great, and I think that if he had a chance to be in the NFL's fastest man, they'd have to they'd have to look out. <laughs> but, uh, 
but 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 yeah, I don't I don't really know who would do it. I just uh, you know, I think that he still got I don't know if Jacoby Ford, you know, he did a great job in college, uh, running the sprints. You know, just depending on how they take care of themselves. You know, when you get to the pros, it's not time to turn it off. It's time to turn it on. And a lot of them don't get that. And you see them going from I ran four three one to now I run four four one. It's like, well, why why would you why would why would that happen? You're in the NFL. Why would you now not run what you used to run? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's, it's really a, crazy. It is curious. But it'd be interesting to see. I don't know if they have enough. You know, if they would have the type of you know, I would run against two Olympians, three Olympians, and uh, Ron Brown and uh, and, uh, uh, and and Grady and Gold, and then on top of that, you had Rob Woodson, who would have made the Olympics in the hurdles again. You know, so it was a lot. Of, it was some good. You know, some good side stories in that. And then at the first year, I was the only defensive back against, you know, uh, six six receivers and one running back in Herschel Walker. So, you know, he had some drama with that, you know, a little bit of, little bit of, little bit of drama. Well, let's bring the drama back. Let's bring the drama back in 2012. I think you need to champion this. You be the ambassador of speed in the NFL, and uh, and let's bring that, uh, if not the superstars, at least the fastest man in the NFL competition back. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. I talked about that a couple of years back. That let's great. do it. I, I can run an honorary, you know, lane nine, you know. Well, maybe that's what they're afraid of, is that you'll get out there and run with them and uh, and embarrass all the, all the youngsters out there. Appreciate the time, Daryl Green. Yes, indeed. Hey, stay in touch. You, got, you can find me at DarylGreen.com. Excellent. All right, hope to talk to you soon, and uh, right. uh, we'll touch base about uh, getting this NFL's fastest man back on track. <laughs> awesome. Hit me. Take All right. Dave yeah. All right. Yeah, see that rank? Well, he agrees with me. This is what you need. You need juice, and Daryl and Green provides us the juice I think we need to get this uh, this. All this superstars competition back. Absolutely, you know, beating Ron Brown and Willie Galt in sprint—that's pretty impressive. Gold medalist Ron Brown, you know, that is a ain't member. Jive, yeah, yeah that's, that's amazing. That's a big thing. Although I did, I, I didn't want to throw this at him, but Ron Brown did get get by him for a kickoff return oh, during the, look during the eighty-seven a, season. Look who's so brave now that Daryl Green's hung up the phone. Of course, not saying that to him. Um, I'll tell you the most remarkable deed of the last uh, week. Yes, it was amazing. These guys, these guys being honored for their NFL deeds, wonderful. Michael Phelps, more medals than anybody else. Usain Bolt doing what he did. The most impressive thing uh, performed by a human being of the past week are these guys who put the, who, who who landed on the on Mars. I know it was just a shuttle thing or whatever you call it, but uh, I don't know the, the technical terms. That's not my <laughs> thing. But those guys landed on Mars, Rank, on the same weekend, coincidentally or not, that Total Recall, the unnecessary remake of Total Recall happens. They do the real thing. They provide video for us. We can see what Mars looks like now. And you know what's interesting? It looks very much like it looked in the movies, doesn't it? <laughs> Spitting image. It does kind of. It's just like sort of bare and sandy, just they exactly their, like it looked in that, like in Lost in Space. They did their research, and now we've got a new. Now the whole thing. Remember, like when we were kids, and you know, people be like, "Oh, we can put a man on the moon, but we can't." Mm-hmm. Whatever. Now it's we can put a rover on Mars, but I still drop calls on the four hundred five. 
I love the it's idea. The new yeah, right. It's I the new love standard. The, but now they're talking about these people who did this. It's really amazing. I don't understand. I know there are horrible things happening with kooks and guns, and then they're you know great deeds in sports. But it seems like this is this story isn't being covered enough, right? Yeah. They're sending video back from Mars from like almost immediately. Outside of love stories, this is probably the second uh, biggest subject in movie history. Is like, yeah, hey, we we'll go go to Mars and Martians and aliens and everything. They're driving around sending us video back, and everybody's ho humming it. Yeah, like, wow, that's pretty cool. Oh. No, actually, what you're hearing is a lot of people are even making jokes like those. Did you see those nerds celebrating like hugging yeah. each other? Yeah, they just landed they something land- up on Mars, <laughs> creeps. How could they'll be too cool for school? Because guess what? You're going to be living up on Mars in about uh, 15, 20 years. Jeez. And by the way, the other question that I ask you and I ask the world, how long now that we're up on Mars? Or, Till the Kardashians go? Let's do that. Let's send those three uh, those three wide receivers, T.O., Randy Moss, and uh, and Chad85 up there. Because <laughs> And here's here's why we do it. Because you know that Kamish Goodell is not long before he's going to want to expand up to Mars. <laughs> Those are the three perfect ambassadors. Mars is going to have a team before L.A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be cool you send those rovers up to do the blocking they're the interior <laughs> linemen you give them you give them ryan leaf to qb the team done or and done Dieter brock let's bring him out of retirement oh you did it rank you did it well done <laughs> you disgust me we try to work Dieter brock's name into the show organically whenever possible and we keep an all-time tally on that rank now gets that point and i think expands his it's all-time point and lead a half, by- i think Point out, I think you go up two and a half now. I believe that you go two and a half there. We have a listener, Dan Thunder, who keeps track of that, so we'll find out soon. All right, listen, like I say, we're going to be back with another uh, edition of uh, of the program later in this week, and hopefully by then uh, we have some of that sound. We're working on it, uh, like I say, for the uh, NFL fans' ultimate road trip presented by Cars.com, um, and uh, that will be a video piece, but then we also want to uh, grab some of that audio for you and put it into the podcast. My conversations with, like I say, Tannenbaum and uh, and Mean Joe and Joe Namath and oh, Dermani cool. Dawson and all those guys. Lastly, though, before we uh, before we bid you adieu on this day, we we take care of our usual business of naming the player who wore the episode number best today. It's episode number eighty three, and the first name that jumps to mind there for me is. Um, John Jefferson, of course, the, the great, uh, the the acrobatic wide receiver from the San Diego Chargers of the late seventies, early eighties, and went and fizzled out when he was with the Packers. When they traded on the green, it always seemed that was so weird. Puzzling. No, he held out. No, he held out. Remember, he wanted more loot and somehow uh, and, that's right. and, and shipped out over there. But anyway, eighty three John Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Who else do you got? Uh, Mark Clayton, wore number eighty three, right? Duper was 85, Clayton was 83. Yeah, that's right. Uh, You'd want to talk about guys who... Dan Marino's, uh, yeah, the the Mark Clayton of of, uh, those two guys. Oh, sorry, yeah, 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 of of the Dolphins of the 80s. Uh, Andre Reid. The Marks brothers, yeah. Um, Andre Reid is one. Yeah. What what was Willie Galt? Willie Galt was 83. Talked about him, all right. Ted Hendricks, the mad stork of the Los Angeles I saw him. I wanted to yap with him um, in Canton. Didn't get a chance to do that. I've done, yeah. He's a nice guy. I, I was on a like one of those commuter planes with him one time. You're like, this is kind of cool. All right, Black Tie, we're Jeez. wrapping it up. Black Tie's trying to kick us out of here. All right, is that it? So that those are the those are the guys in consideration there. Yes. 
The Stork or John Jefferson? I'm going to leave this one to you, Rank. Why? That's I, nice. Because, I mean, well, you're because you, that's it's California. It's your state. You grew up around watching these two guys. If it were up to me, I go John Jefferson. I understand because I loved how spectacular he was. I love John Jefferson. He's one too. of the three most di- most acrobatic, spectacular wide receivers, along with Larry Fitzgerald and Lynn Swan. Yeah, you can't go wrong with him. But, All right, but Ted Hendricks was uh, pretty fun John to watch. Hendr- too. Yeah, he was. You know what? He actually you call the- it. Ted Hendricks. He's in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to have to give it to him. He actually knew the rule book better than officials. He was so in tuned with what was going on in the field. According to who? Him? No. I mean, you could you could actually see him lecturing. Like, tell, oh, really? There's a story. We'll get into it maybe in 84 about him having the referee pull out the rule book, and he's reciting it to him. All and right. saying that he got it wrong. Hendricks it is. We'll be back with uh, with our conversations with some Hall of Famers and some other hooey and applesauce later on. But in the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all new, all hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com.